association that comes with that word flirting and that's what we're going to talk about today but here's the this is fascinating to me if you look at the definition of what flirting is in the dictionary okay listen to this it's to behave as though you are attracted to or trying to attract someone without the serious intention of an outcome without the serious intention of an outcome i think that's the operative words <laughs> at the end because I think we get so attached to the outcome that it stops us from putting ourselves out there, from flirting. And that is what we're going to talk about today, ladies. It's how to flirt and fall in love with everybody you meet. Everybody and anywhere are chances to meet people. Now, here's the thing. I, I, I have my story. I'm going to go into it because I wasn't always good at this either. And I was one of those girls. When I heard the word, I cringed. So a lot of you know my story already, but one of the most profound moments after my divorce was looking around me and realizing I had no other single girlfriends. You know, I mean, I moved here from Chicago. First of all, all my true blues were back in Chicago. They were all married. I kind of was living that life. When I landed here in LA, who did I meet but other moms? That's how I connected through baby groups and whatnot. And so everybody was married, even with my new life here in LA. Well, when the divorce happened and the record stopped, I looked around me and I, I felt completely alone and I didn't know even how to get back out there. I mean, again, I was this frumpy mom and in my mind, no way was I sexy. There was no way I could look at men and flirting was really, really scary. So one day this other mom came up to me and she said, Kim, I have another single mom that I'd like to set you up with. And I looked at her and I, I remember like kind of laughing, kind of crying inside. Like, is this really my new life? Like I was told another single mom could be my friend. It, it, uh, honestly, it was the first time it hit me that my, this was my new identity, but there was some relief in that too, because it was very isolating at the time. So I said, yes. And I'll never forget when the phone rang the moment that Laura, her name was Laura, was supposed to call me. And I picked it up and I kid you not, before I could even say hello, I started bawling. I mean, I was, I, I'm like, hello, <laughs> I just broke into tears. And she just said in this calm, cool voice, hi Kim, I'm Laura, it's gonna be okay. And there was just something so comforting about even just her voice, knowing that she had been through it all. Now, mind you, Laura had kind of, 
she was a veteran at that point. She had been out uh, five years, so she knew what she was doing. And after our call, we had this lovely talk. She said she wanted to take me out on the town and kind of show me what single life was all about. So I'm living in the suburbs, mind you, at the time, and the doorbell rings. It was my time to go out with Laura. And I open the door, and there she is. I mean, it was almost like this angelic thing, you know, if there was some music in the background, like, oh, that's what she appeared to be, like an angel. She had this long blonde hair. And her makeup was done just perfectly with some pouted lips. And she had the whole gear, you know, the whole setup, the, the long legs and the jeans that were tight fitting and the cute little top and heels. And she walked towards me and gave me a hug and she smelled of vanilla. I like, I, I remember the whole sensory experience of it all. And I look and I catch myself in the mirror as I'm hugging her and I see, lo and behold, I'm wearing black and still like, I think I had my Birkenstocks on. I just, I had put no intention into my outfit going out that night. I was just excited to get out of the suburbs. So that was like, the first thing I realized is I was not dressing the part. Anyway, I go into her car and we shoot over to the west side where all the lights were and sparkling. And I go, oh my God, there's life. There's life after nine o'clock. I mean, in the suburbs, everybody goes to sleep. So I look ahead of me and getting really excited for this thing. And she pulls up to this bar and I see there's a line wrapped around the building to get into this bar. I mean, you would think that there was some roller coaster at the end of this line, the way people were standing. And we get out of the car, uh, and I see she walks way ahead of everybody into the front of the line, and she smiles at the bouncer and whispers in his ear something. I still don't know to this day what she whispered. And suddenly, we're getting whisked through ahead of the line into the bar. I said, Laura, what? Did you know him? And she looked at me, and she said, no. I'm like, oh my God, how did she do that? Okay, so maybe it was her charm. That was the other thing I realized in that moment. All right, you gotta kind of put yourself out there, put on the charm, besides dressing the part. So we walk in, we plop ourselves at the bar. And I'm like a nerd at this point. In my head, I'm taking notes. I'm trying to take all of this in. It was completely overwhelming. And in the bar, there's just... I hadn't seen so many men, you know, like, I, again, I was this mom isolated in the suburbs and being exposed to all these men, I didn't even know what to do. So I'm just watching her at this point. And we're at this bar and then across the way, and this is where the whole flirting thing really came in and came in strong for me. I see this boy, in my mind, he's a boy. He, he looked like 10 years younger than us. And she whispers in my ear, see that guy over there? I said, yeah. And she said, no, he's cute. I said, well, I guess, but isn't he young, Laura? And she said, I don't care. And she gave one of those googly eyes to him. And I kid you not, in like, I don't know, 30 seconds it seemed like, suddenly he was beside her, asking her out, talking to her, and it was on. And it really, that was that moment when I realized I had so much to learn when it came to flirting. 
But what was even more interesting to me at the time is that I had this association that flirting was this big thing. Like you had to be Marilyn Monroe and, and twirl the hair and make this big, you know, to do. And it wasn't that at all. It was, it was subtlety. It was about being open, but more importantly, it was not being attached to the outcome. And that is when I learned that you can flirt, you can have fun and fall in love with everybody you meet and you should. So I tell you this story, first of all, to join you all in your fears around flirting because I once had them. And this is really, really important because I think, and I see this happen over and over again with my clients, because again, I am in the, the battlefield, if you will, with all of you when I coach and I see this play out time and time again, is that so many women get in their head and they don't go after what they want and instead worry about what other guys are thinking, feeling, oh, he doesn't want to talk to me they get too serious, you know, whatever it is, and they are too attached to the outcome, so they lose opportunity to meet people. And what I'm telling you all today, and what I wanna teach you, is just start by making a connection. I know what you're thinking, there's so many of you, just like how I was, go into the excuses mode. And I hear, I've, I've heard of all, like, honestly, I invite all of you, anybody who has an excuse that you think that I haven't heard, I'd love to hear from you because I can debunk all these myths that you have in your head because I see it. I see it firsthand what happens when you get over your fears because that's what excuses are. Excuses are just fears. And so I've heard, oh, well, I'm not attracted to him, so I'm not going to turn it on. So women get really target specific in who they turn it on to. Or I don't want to give him the wrong signal or the wrong idea. I want him to like me for my intelligence. I don't want him to just like me for a sexual being. Or I'll only turn it on when I'm interested in someone and attracted to him. Otherwise, I will not give that guy the time of day. Um, I'm not comfortable doing those things. It's weird. I feel strange. And honestly, I don't know how it's embarrassing. I can't do that. La-di-da-di-da-di-da. It goes on and on and on, right? But again, ladies, it's about the outcome. It's not being too serious. It's creating, and this is how I define flirting, to be honest, it's creating a magnetic energy so that everybody is attracted to you because here's the thing you don't know who's watching you and i've had countless stories of women when i'm out coaching with them where men have just gone up to us or gone up to my clients and said, you know, i've been watching you because you ladies look like you're having fun and i want to join you I tell my clients to talk to little old ladies, to talk to little old men, to flirt with everybody, because it's really, it's like the, a magnetic field where <laughs> almost like bees to honey, you get to choose who you wanna you know, carry on from there. But isn't that a great problem to have? Where everybody is attracted to you and you get to choose who you wanna move on to? That is, 
the name of the game. It's almost like thinking of it as networking. Don't get attached to the outcome, just have fun. So let's learn to flirt and have fun. I have some tips for you, of course. And this will help you fall in love with everybody and not be attached to the outcome. All right, tip number one, figure out what your excuses are. So this is the therapist in me, right? I always sit, have a good sit down and I talk to women about what their fears are about. And usually, well, it's a 99.9% .9 of the time, it's attached to a previous experience or an ascribed role that you've had in your family, or there's been messages growing up that it's dirty, it's not safe, whatever it is. Because it's really important to figure out where all of this is coming from and you know, before you can move past it. Now for me, back then, my gremlin, so to speak, was that I didn't think I was sexy because I saw myself and identified myself as a frumpy mom and that I had not been dating, gosh, it had been 15 to 20 years at that point because I met my ex-husband when I was really young. So I didn't, I A, didn't know how, I didn't remember, and it was a totally different world, so I didn't see myself that way. So therefore, I stopped myself, and it was way more comfortable hiding in my big, big oversized clothes as like, almost like a cocoon, right? But I had to get over myself, and, and that was just in my head. We are always our worst enemy, every single time, and that's what stops us from moving forward, and certainly that was the case with me. So that's the first tip, is figure out what your excuses are. Second, define what flirting is for you. So we all have a different definition for flirting. I actually have a ebook that I give people that I've developed that really helps women walk through their flirting style, how they define. What is your definition? Because I bet you in your definition, there's some fear right inside your definition. Tip number three, find good wing gals and practice, practice, practice to find your flirting style. Here's the thing. Not everybody has a flirting style. So the other thing that happened to me, this is a little short story within the long story, is after getting a little bit better and more comfortable with Laura, I started meeting more single women and more single moms where I felt like I had my tribe. And suddenly, before I knew it, I had my Sex in the City girls. And this is what we would do. We would go out, we'd go out on the town and we'd practice together. And as we were practicing, I realized that we all had really different flirting styles. I mean, my one friend, she was that girl, she would walk in, she would twirl the hair, she'd do the googly eye thing, she'd laugh. She was like almost that Marilyn Monroe prototype. And it was kind of uncomfortable to me, to be honest, but for her, she was so confident and it worked for her that it was great. I mean, that was her technique. My other friend, well, she did it more with her eyes. You know, she was kind of more the quiet type. She's pretty and she knew how to use her look to really draw guys in. And so I saw the power of the nonverbal communication. She knew how to do the smoke signals. Um, the other friend, he, she's sense of humor and she did it in a way that was this kind of quiet, sexy way that didn't put her in the friend zone. It was just this cute, funny style. And 
I realized over time that I needed to define my own. I really wasn't any of my friends, but I took a little of this, a little of that, I mixed it up and voila, I came up with my flirting style. And when I think about myself today, I think I'm a combination of, of all my friends and some unique aspects of myself I know that I have. So find your flirting style. That's really important. And the only way you're gonna do it is to observe others and get some good wing gals. And finally, get out there, ladies. Just get out, go to the grocery store, go to the market, be open, be that bee where you're buzzing around and being open. Um, turn the cab light on, notice who's noticing you, make eye contact, smile. Um, a really quick story for you. I was with a client and I was teaching her how to do this. And I told her, talk to everybody and anybody. Don't be so target specific in who you talk to. And who sits down next to her? But a guy who is, I don't know, 10 years her senior. He was about 20 pounds overweight in her mind. And oh, guess what? He was married. And she looked at me and she's like, Kim, really? I said, oh yeah, it's on. So she rolled her eyes and she turned around and she said, hi. And we started talking to him. Now, he ended up being this fantastic guy, right? He was hilarious. He was from New Zealand. He was madly in love with his wife and he was showing us pictures and we were having a great time. And in the middle of the conversation, he said, by any chance are you ladies single? And I said, why, yes, my friend is, meaning my client. And he said, oh, good. I was hoping that you would say that because I have a friend who I think would really, really like you. And I said, well, where is he? Bring him out. He said, you know what? I think I will. Where are you girls going to be later? I said, well, here's my number. Text us. So by the end of the day, I turned her into a monster and we had guys just buzzing around us at this bar when we got the text from that man. They were coming to meet us. So lo and behold, they walked through the door and his friend was drop dead gorgeous, my client's age, and it was like this instant attraction. And guess what? They ended up dating for months after that. I didn't plant him. This was not a setup. This had everything to do with being open and talking to a married man who seemed not really the person that she would ever talk to. So that is my example of turning it on. So again, just to recap all my tips, figure out what your excuses are, what is tripping you up. Second, define what flirting is for you. Third, practice, get good wing girls and find your flirting style. Get out there, be open, turn your cab light on, ladies. That is when you're gonna create opportunity. Okay, so for the final portion of the show, it's what I would do, what Kimberly would do in this segment. This is where I answer your questions. And again, you can go to my website, seltzerstyle.com, and please write me any questions that you have. Hopefully, I will get to address them on the show. So I have a question from Nancy. And it says, hi, Kimberly. So I feel like I'm stuck. I just am stuck when it comes to flirting. I suck at it. I feel like I am a character in a comedy skit. And I am really awkward when I try to flip my hair, cross my legs. I feel so fake and stupid. How do I feel more natural, Nancy? 
Well, Nancy, we all feel your pain. And as you heard in my story, I was that girl, okay? But here's the truth. Why are you flipping your hair and crossing your legs if you feel fake doing it? <laughs> right? I mean, if that isn't your flirting style and you feel weird, who told you that that is flirting? So this goes back to what I said is you need to figure out what your flirting style is and be really authentic and have it come from you. I also feel like you are getting tripped up and you're so in your head about this thing that it is preventing you from doing it. So you have a lot of fears and associations around what flirting is about. And I really encourage you to walk through the steps that I just laid out and figure out what your definition is, what are your fears. And I really would love for you to meet lots of different people and observe how they do it so that you get away from this association that you have to flip your hair and cross your legs in order to get a man's attention, because that's probably not your style. Here's the truth, ladies. If you feel awkward and you think you're awkward, guess what? You are awkward. It's all a mindset. It's how you approach it. It's how you think of it. So I know you can do it, Nancy. You just need to get over yourself like I got over myself and get out there and do it in an authentic way. So if you're like Nancy, ladies, you know, you need to kind of start looking at yourself and how you can get over that and flirt and fall in love with everybody because you deserve it. You have the right to create opportunities and you have the right to determine who you want to carry on with from there. So thanks for joining me today. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I am your host, Kim Seltzer. Remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And stay tuned until next week with more tips and how to feel and look fabulous every day.